Welcome to the Is This Enough feed. David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live they're performing on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney also you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube starting with mini episode 4 Welcome to this 10th episode spectacular of Is This Enough the 10th episode of the really brilliant game show that is not only brilliant but it's also excellent. We hope, as it is the 10th episode spectacular, that you will play along with the rounds at home. You can send in your scores and audience round answers to isthisenoughpodcasting at gmail.com. You can also follow the podcast at isthisenough on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please like and leave a review on your chosen podcast app. And please buy tickets to David Hoare's Edinburgh show. One billion songs, please. 2.30 at the Hill Street Theatre in August. Now, please enjoy episode 10 of Is This Enough? Is This Enough? With James O'Brien and David Hall. I've made a cup of tea, which has made me need to burp. <laughs> yes, do it. Get them, think... <laughs> Get them out. Get them out. Get them out. What's your favourite chanting situation you've ever been in? Um, uh, I had my prom on a boat on the Thames and uh, there was like a boat full of city people cruising down the Thames and everyone in my sixth form ran to the side of the boat and started chanting, Yuppie wankers! Yuppie wankers! <laughs> and I was like, yes! Communists. You were taking down the proletariat. No, we were the proletariats. They're the bourgeoisie. Ah. Uh, Unless this is like... You do get people sometimes who are like... I don't know um, the, di- the difference in words. I'm so bad with words. I'm not a very good communist. I'm sorry, James. I'm just not really... I'm not as much a communist as you. I had Nish stood out the corner there. <laughs> With a big old box of brownies and a copy of of the entire works of Karl Marx, mm. we had like balloons. James. Do you want a sandwich? I've got the anarchist cookbook. Uh. <laughs> For a sandwich joke, I tell you what, that was quite a wry comment. For the purpose of listener, James is blowing their nose. We are sponsored this week by Pollen. Ah, yes. Pollen. It's good. It's good shit. I pollen. did a gig last night with uh, Lulu Popperwell, who just before the gig turned to me and went, I'm at my legal limit with Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that one? I, I, know the know. I know the recommended limit for Benadryl is one a day. I know that I have been sneezing quite a lot recently. Um, yeah. But I um, 
I basically do like three to four big sneezes and then that's me for the day. And I think that's my hay fever effect. And you look so sad because you look like you've been suffering. So uh, I'm lathered head to toe in a in SPF. But the thing about hay fever is your eyes are quite watery. The thing about SPF is it doesn't like eyes. That's so true. I get to 3 p.m. every day and one of my eyes is just shut. And I end up looking like Popeye. And I'm using SPF <laughs> because I've because it's good for your skin and it helps to avoid wrinkles. But yeah. I'm going to end up with wrinkles just by going like ah me eye and my whole face <laughs> scrunched into one side, rubbing spinach in the other eye. I've got a bit about Popeye. I the thing about Popeye right is, and let me say this: Popeye made spinach seem unappealing because Popeye was always getting his spinach from a can. Yeah. Did spinach not come in bags back then? Or like just like in a grocery bag, like a brown paper bag? I think it's a bit like, you know how you can get like little bundles of frozen spinach? It's a bit like that. It's slightly more processed. Mm. Um, I guess he was on a boat all the time. I forget he's a sailor. He is a sailor. So yeah, it'd be, you, it's more practical to keep spinach in a can than it is just but, about. thing about spinach though is it's fucking sick. Spinach is amazing, and if I feel like Popeye was backed by Big Spinach, and like, but he didn't do a very good job of making people want to eat spinach. So I, the thing about spinach is it really sells itself. <laughs> it's really good. It's a great alternative to like lettuce in sandwiches and stuff. Yeah, it's just good. It's it's the correct texture mm. of crunch, but soft. You're listening to the most neurodiverse podcast there is. Spinach is the correct texture. (laughs) You're listening to me going through my life and assessing a lot of myself and going, ah, there's no way that this is a a normal way of... I've realised that I enjoy food texture slightly more than taste. Now, that's not right. That's not how... That's, that's not how neural pathways are meant to go. Or is However, because that's how I live my life. Maybe well, we should yeah, be friends. But... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Forget big spinach. What was that laugh? What was that? You, you caught me at an exhale. So therefore my exhale, I just had to dig deep for extra breath. And that came from, like, somewhere else. Mm. So it went from what should have been a <laughs> yeah. That was meant to be like a hee-hee, like a cheeky hee-hee. But it ended up as from quite a diaphragmic place, which mm. ended up as hee-hee-hee-hee. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the episode 10 spectacular of Is This Enough? The only podcast with 10 episodes of pure white noise that you've hallucinated your way into thinking was a game show. <laughs> I'm James O'Donoghue, just a guy in the big city trying to have it all. And with me, as always, is David Hoare, a cop on the edge with a troubled past. (laughs) This is a truly excellent and brilliant game show that is both excellent and brilliant. We've both come up with four rounds each and neither of us knows what the other one has prepared. Along the way, we'll have some songs, sketches... (laughs) <laughs> Maybe meet a couple of crazy characters or two. There is all to play for because there is a prize for the winner and a forfeit for the loser. <gasps> and you can play along at home because at the end there is an audience round 
And you have the chance to enter into that by emailing us at isthisenoughpodcasting at gmail.com and win some artwork painted by my fair hands and one piece of artwork painted by my fair arse. (laughs) Cheeky. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. So, with all to play for, with the stakes established and with some peppy energy up at the top, Mm. let's kick off with round one. <laughs> that was my impression of you've made like a lovely little like sting. Yeah. With like, that's quite bassy, but mm-hmm. I can't quite hit that like cuz it's like I yeah. So <laughs> the the closest facsimile I could hit was but that's bad. That's, that's a lot like I liked it. I really liked but, it. Well, it, it's a lot like um because like Tom Waits sings in such a precise register. Mm-hmm. If you try and sing a Tom Waits song, it's actually easier to go higher. Than it is to try because every god soldier on him. Oh, more shows his tail because no man. Oh, yeah, this is gonna fuck my voice. Round one. <laughs> fuck, that would make such a good guest round. Why have I made this <laughs> when I could have? No, no existential crisis is at the top of the podcast. I ban. I know what we're doing for episode eleven until round five at least. Okay, we need to nah, be in the to, back back half. To be fair, I put in some. I put in the hours for this one. Okay, good. <laughs> round one. Round one. <laughs> round one is called general knowledgeing. James, which of these is a blue clickable link on Wikipedia page for edging? Yes! Yes! This is for 30 points, a question. The larder is becoming bare. (laughs) We can see the back walls. What's that tin? Oh, it's Spam that can remember World War One. What about here? It's a broccoli that remembers 9-11. Yes! (laughs) We're close, guys. We're close. We're close. Come on, chat. One last raid. (laughs) As the streamers uh, say. As the streamers say. James, are you aware of what edging is? David, what do you think I'm doing right now? <laughs> I'm nearly aware of what edging is. Um, for the listener at home, edging is uh, a sexual practice in which you bring someone close to the point of orgasm and then ease off a bit and then try and bring them back. And you've got to try and do that as many times as possible. Like, I don't know, the Macarena. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh god, dun, 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 dun. um, anyway, um, so James, I don't know if you've uh, been on the Wikipedia page for edging recently, but on Wikipedia, they obviously have blue clickable links that take you to other Wikipedia pages. And for 30 points a question, I just want you to identify whether uh, what I've said is a blue clickable link or not. Do you understand? Yes. Great. Yes. Number one is the phrase sexual arousal. A blue clickable link on the Wikipedia page for edging. Oh, oh, of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And then you click on it and it comes up with a picture of your mum. (laughs) Yeah! I believe the law of the podcast is a penguin at this stage. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's canon that David's mum is a sexy penguin. (laughs) David's mum's a penguin. David's mum's David's a, pe- a penguin. We'll shag that penguin. Oi. 
Oh god, I really hope my mum listens to this. Um so I know that my mum has listened to a couple of episodes and the feedback was I don't think I'm your target audience. <laughs> oh good. My girlfriend showed somebody at work and they turned around to my girlfriend and went, It's quite silly. Uh... <laughs> correct. I I yeah. Well, not only is that correct, but James, you are correct. You get yourself 30 clean points right there. Congratulations. 30 clean ones. Mm. Question number two. James, is Sting on the Wikipedia page for edging as a blue clickable link? The Sting artist the known artist. As Sting. Not Sting oh, the wrestler. I think I heard that he's really into edging. Apparently so. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to imagine that on the Wikipedia entry for edging, there's a bit that says celebrity practices. <laughs> celebrity <laughs> practitioners. And Sting's one of them. Um, yeah, I'm all in on Sting. You're all in on Sting. Well, you shouldn't have been because I rused you. You have been rused. Oh, Consider no. yourself rused. Uh, I fooled you. Sorry about that. Can our friendship maintain it? Yeah. Okay, great, cool. Question number three. Is Alex Comfort a clickable link on the Wikipedia page for edging? Hello, my name's Alex Comfort. Mmm. Do you know what I like? Edging. That's not very comfortable. Maybe it makes me uncomfortable for a bit, but then I like it. Who is Alex Comfort? Is this someone I'm... uh, Someone. It could be anyone. (laughs) The inventor of edging. In the, name, <laughs> in the name of, it's like the inventor of the toilet being Thomas Crapper. The enemy creates the friend. That's true. Is Alex Comfort a clickable link? Is it somebody I've just made up? I think Alex. Have I Comfort, been doing my washing? <laughs> I think Alex Comfort is is a clickable link. You are correct. Alex Comfort is the author of The Joy of Sex. So congratulations. Whoa. Whoa, A comfortable read. Mm. James, is the Venus butterfly a clickable link on Wikipedia page for edging? In what? I don't want to know the context of that turning up. (laughs) When you're done edging, you can come on a number of objects, including... (laughs) A Venus butterfly. (laughs) The Venus butterfly. This is turning to Brian Butterfield. (laughs) That's fine. Hello, a... I'm edging. <laughs> I'm Alex Comfort. <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think the Venus butterfly has any business mm. whatsoever. But other than it being unemployed, I don't think it's on the uh, edging <laughs> Wikipedia page. Oh, James, I'm so sorry. The Venus butterfly is a technique from the 1988 book, The One Hour Orgasm. Whoa, that's too long. That's mm-hmm. too long. Which is the prequel to the one hour photo. <laughs> 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 or should that be sequel? I don't know. <laughs> James, have you shut down as a person? <laughs> I've been in the sun a lot today. <laughs> James is half baked, but not in a kind of crazy drugs way, but just in a heat <laughs> manifest. I am half baked. I had. I'll tell you about this when we get to how are you. Or will we? Sure. Ooh. Wait, how do you know what the rounds are going to be? 
Whoa! James, one final question in this round. Is uh, Madagascar 2 a blue clickable link on the Wikipedia page for edging? Madagascar 2, yes. Yes. What's your reasoning behind that? Because I can't think of a sexier film. <laughs> Spit the tea. Spit the tea. <laughs> took a sip of tea after I asked that question. Uh, James, you're an idiot. That was wrong. Uh, but I love you. So with that, you got yourself 60 points for that first round. Hooray! 60 points! And my wife. And my wife. My uh, wife. Over to you, James. Round two. Okay, David. Now I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Because it's episode 10, I thought I'd invite a few of my many friends and well-wishers round. So please be upstanding for returning champion, the theatre critic, editor and outlaw. It's Mr. Michael Holmiel. <gasps> it's um, my friend Michael Holmiel. I'm off for a crap. <laughs> I'm off to salute Thomas Crapper himself. <laughs> Bye-bye, folks. Hello, Tommy. <laughs> Hello, David. Are you well? How are your stools? Very I'm cool. well. My stools are great. It's lovely to see you. How are you? Very good. Very good. What a handsome boy. Doesn't he look handsome? Now, David, as editor of South Brislington Theatre Lovers Quarterly, I have been in contact with some of the finest stage actors this country has ever produced. I saw Laurence Olivier play John Gielgud as Peter O'Toole. <laughs> I saw Richard Burton play every Shakespeare character ever written in one word. Loops. Five-hour <laughs> standing ovation. My hands were two bloody stumps. I saw Dame Judy Dench play an old sturdy bench. Mesmerising. <laughs> in fact... I love nothing more than sitting back and reading reviews of productions in old issues of The Stage magazine before going out for a lovely bit of murder. You'll never catch me. I live in the walls. In my evening blood-drenched perusals of said publication, one name stands out, and that name is Danny Dyer. Truly a giant of stage and screen. I am absolutely fascinated with him. Who could forget his turn as gun lad in bloke shooter? Or Cockney <laughs> fuck in fuck Cockney? Or is King Henry V in EastEnders? Mesmerising. <laughs> I have compiled all the reviews I've collected with him with quotes from the great man himself. Unfortunately, due to a scuffle when I had to scarper from the Rosers quick smart at a large homeware store, several pages from the Argos catalogue made its way into my dire scrapbook. So join me as we play Who Said That? Danny Dyer or a Deep Fat Fryer. <laughs> Thank now, you I'm very much. To, I'm so excited. I'm going to read you some quotes and you're going to tell me who said that Danny Dyer or a Deep Fat Fryer. Each of these, because it's episode 10, is worth 10,000 points. <laughs> so David, who said this? Was this Danny Dyer or a Deep Fat Fryer? Mm. No one has ever asked Santa what he wants for Christmas. <laughs> Is it uh, Danny Dyer? Yes, David. <laughs> that was, of course, Daniel Dyer. <laughs> 
did you know that Danny Dyer's daughter's name is called Danny Dyer? Danny Dyer, Danny Dyer. Mm. Have you fallen asleep again? What? <laughs> oh, God. It's like Richard the Fourth, Part Two. <laughs> A play that's not been invented yet, but when it comes out, I'll hate it. Mm. Now, David, who said this? Bringing up a toddler. Now, this is a good one. Bringing up a toddler. David, this is marvellous. Bringing up what wit? Bringing up a toddler is like borrowing a monkey for a couple of years. They just shit all over the gaff and proper take the piss out of you. I would suggest that that may be, and that was delightful. Uh, was that also Danny Dyer? It was Daniel Dyer. A bard for the now generation. Who said this, David? I've got a bit more sophisticated in my old age. I like a bit of jasmine tea. Was that a deep fat fryer? It was indeed a deep fat fryer. Ah, Do not ever feed your deep fat fryer jasmine tea. It will spit violently and burn you within an inch of your life, which Mm. is just like the last time I saw Peter O'Toole. (laughs) (laughs) Who said this? Mm. David Cameron's a twat. Oh, uh, oh, I assume that was Danny Dyer on something like 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown or something. No, David, it was actually a deep fat fryer. God damn it. Strangely enough. <laughs> that we live and learn. Mm. I love potatoes, shove them in me big hole. <laughs> I'm going Danny Dyer on that. That is, of course... <laughs> The unmistakable wit of Danny Dyer. <laughs> and I who see said, you. Oh, do you now, boy? <laughs> well, we'll see what happens now, you little cunt. <laughs> who said this? Was it Boris Johnson? Now, David, <laughs> I offered you a strict binary choice, <laughs> and you've chosen... A third option. I would have expected that from that little non-binary freak that you present this with. <laughs> but not you, David. I had high hopes from you. Oh, fine. Was it the deep fat fryer? No, David. It was actually <laughs> Danny Dyer. After a few schooners of ale at the Queen Vic, I can tell you that for free. All the other information I've imparted does cost, by the way. Mm. Well, David, I must say, you've won yourself... 40,000 points. Mm. I must say, I'm very impressed. You seem to know your dannies from your dyers. Mm. Very good. Now, I'm <laughs> off to see an execrable production of The Taming of the Shrew in Canesham. And after that, I'm off to assassinate the mayor of Castlebridge. Goodbye. Or as we say in the South Brislington Theatre Lovers Quarterly, goodbye, girl. Mm. <laughs> goodbye, girl. Oh, James, you're back. You just missed yeah. a wonderful time. Oh, man. I, no, I had an excellent time having a crap. Yeah, how was your crap? Was it good? Uh, it's good. Hefty. <laughs> was it in the top two? 
It was in the uh, top two <laughs> of my toilet. I don't know how my toilet works. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Top of the Plops. <laughs> jokes, 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 jokes. Tell us a joke, mate. Here's one for you. An Englishman, an Irishman and a Scottishman walk into a bar and the bartender says, Brexit. That is a joke uh, from uh, the news review that you can see at the uh, worst thing in the world. At the end of that round, James, uh, I have 40,000 points and you have 60 points. Oh, boy. (laughs) I might change this how is... many points that <laughs> these are for. No, no. No, no, David. Stick to the no, plan. No. Stick Fine. to the plan. Round three. James, round three is called Cannibal or Cantable. Did Immanuel Kant eat people? <laughs> I'm joking, of course. That's a silly little round I made up to make it a little chuckle. James, round three is called Corn or Acorn. <laughs> is this the name of a member of the hit new metal pop group Corn or a type of acorn from a tree that God planted for all of us? <laughs> <laughs> James, are you aware of the hit new metal pop group Corn? Uh, David, I love their song. <laughs> <laughs> that's... that's do you know much about Korn? Because that is literally what they sound like. They've got this whole thing where the lead singer likes to do scat noises. So he goes like... So what you just did there was wildly Are, are they the... Uh, are they the... No. no that is disturbed. There. And I've never actually put that together with Korn and realised that's probably where they got that from. Thank you for making me realise that. I think I know that they they, they do they do the uh, I'm a scat man, <laughs> right? That's them. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely no worries. But they do it yes. with seven string guitars. I'm a big fan of some of Corn's music. It is uh, fun. I tried to buy a Corn album with my dad present when I was like I don't know thirteen because uh, my friend had played me their song Twist, which is literally just the lead singer going. Oh, right, oh, no. And then going dun, 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 twist, um, and I tried to buy the album, and I just saw the front cover and went this one. And my dad turned it over. I didn't know the track names. He's like, one of these songs is called Porno Creep, David. You're not having this. But then I went in like a month later, back to H and V, boy without his knowledge, Whoa. like a master criminal. Anyway, and that's why you've got the words <laughs> "porno creep" tattooed and above how... your gums, <laughs> and that's how I became a porno creep. Question number you... one. This is for two. Uh, sorry, you, what was that question? You look so. Oh, I was just going to say. Do you remember that person who had William and Kate tattooed on his teeth? No, I don't think I saw that news. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is for two hundred points big... a question. Oh, Jimmy. So, question number one is. Quercus, a member of corn, or a type of acorn? Quercus. Oh, thing is, it sounds like it could be like someone going, yeah, I'm kind of quirky like a circus freak. Or it sounds Latin. It's the ultimate trifecta. Mm. David, I have made a quizzing quiz. Ooh. I think, therefore, I corn. It was a corn guy. I've said corn with a Q <laughs> like a fucking nerd. 
Not only did you say it wrong, but you are wrong. Quercus is the type of acorn from the Quercus ah, tribe. The Quercus. Number two was monkey, a member of corn, or a type of acorn. Monkey acorn. Pensive. Pensive as always. I've got them thinking. I've got them on the ropes. I think there's a monkey acorn. I think there's a monkey acorn in all of us. <laughs> Uh, if there's a monkey acorn in you, please uh, A, go to A&E soon. But uh, B, there probably isn't one because you're wrong again, James. Monkey is the bassist uh, no. for corn. His full name, as I scroll on Wikipedia past all the blue tick boxes for uh, edging, is uh, James Monkey Schaefer. So what a lot of fun. Oh, no, wait. Monkey is the guitarist. I apologize. Oh, uh, I need to get my facts right about corn, or else I'll be kicked out of the new metal fraternity. Hooray! <laughs> See, Fred Durst was the first person to try and get red hats to be a thing, and then that kind of died out. And now he doesn't even wear a red hat. That was that was Fred Durst's thing. If he saw somebody in a red hat, it was like, oh, they're a Limp Biscuit fan. And now it means something different. And I think yeah. that's the biggest crime. <laughs> I've just started a job. And part of uh, the uniform for when it's sunny is a red baseball cap. Mm, and mm, I will mm. not be wearing that. I will I will not be wearing that. That's fine. That's fair. Don't, I, yeah, don't do it. That's fine. In case someone thinks I work at bloody McDonald's. Hey! <laughs> I've got a job at the Trump administration. <laughs> Would you like more lies with that? <laughs> oh, I'm saying it. <laughs> James, number three was, is Fieldly a type of acorn or a member of corn? It has field in it, so surely it must be an a, an acorn, David. <laughs> is that your answer? Yes. You're wrong again. Fieldly is the ah! basis for corn. How is this the best round I ever came up with? I'm, I'm not the best, stumped. but most, certainly the most challenging. See, when I do a thing to trick David out. What I do is I make it wrong. I make my thing wrong. But David has made something with right answers that it's possible to get. And I'm bad at it. So what we've discovered is I'm bad at this podcast. (laughs) You're not bad at this podcast. You're perfect at this podcast. You just don't know stuff about the band Corn or Acorns. Oh my god. I might suggest you diversify your listening and nature knowledge. But that's about it. I got a biodiversifier, am I right? Uh, yeah, you are. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> there's, uh, the, the acorn is a, a Masonic symbol. And there's some debate uh, whether the Sir Christopher Wren wanted an acorn on the top of the St Paul's Cathedral or a pineapple. Well, that's a bit of fun information for you. Do mm. I get anything for that? Yeah, I'll give you ten points as it's... Oh, Fuck a duck. There you go. Congratulations. You get 10 points for that because it's uh, uh, episode 10. Uh, Let's see if you can get an actual question right. Question number four. Is Blackjack a member of corn or a type of acorn? All right, I'm going to say acorn because it sounds more like a member of corn. (laughs) You just got yourself 200 points. Sorry. Ah! Ah! That sounds pretty new metal though, doesn't it? Blackjack. Yeah, new metal because it's the opposite of Jack Black. That's true. And Jack Black 
Tenacious D were around in the sort of new metal era, weren't they? Yeah. They were like new metal adjacent. They were new metal adjacent. Like, they weren't new metal, but a lot of people that were into new metal were into Tenacious D. Well, because if you're into new metal, then you're watching Kerrang! And then at the same yeah. time that all of that angst and stuff was happening, was they were like, and now we'll put on Tribute or Wonder Boy by Tenacious D. They loved playing Wonder Boy on Kerrang! I... Kerrang! were one of those stations that seemed to just let all their video just degrade slightly. It's really low resolution. It's yeah. really... You ever, what, you ever put a TV on and go, this looks like dog shit. What the you, fuck? And then you realise you're watching Kerrang! and it was just My Chemical Romance. <laughs> I don't like My Chemical mm. Romance. Uh, when I was a young boy, my father should have taken me to get some talent. When I was a young boy, my father should have made me watch Metal Hammer in TV and... Anyway, um, I think that was a magazine. What am I? I don't know. Let's not get bogged down in. I really want to get bogged Scuzz. down. Scuzz. You remember Scuzz? New metal. Scuzz TV. That's what I was thinking of. New metal semantics is my favorite thing. Should you call the lead singer of Papa Roach Kobe Dick or J. Kobe Sandix? Which one's correct? You never know. I, I've heard of more useless MA programs. Such as classical acting. (laughs) (laughs) And music technology. (laughs) Um, James, your final question for this round is Welch, a member of corn or a type of acorn? I'm going all in. I'm saying acorn. I'm really sorry, but that is the other guitarist for corn. (laughs) What? Why they got two? There's a new metal. They have two guitarists with oh, seven-string like got... guitars, and the, the the seventh string is lower than the other strings to make. And they play in like drop A tuning, and it's and then they talk about their feelings. And sounds like you should uh, actually cut corners and just get one guitarist who knows what they're doing. Cut corners. Oh. <laughs> Upon listening back. Whilst editing this episode, David has realized that he should have said cut my life into pieces, as it was teed up perfectly by James. David hopes that he doesn't get his new metal credentials taken away from him. Hi. It's me again. The robot voice. What should I say this time? Bleep bloop bleep. My perineum smells of roses. What do you mean Flash Gordon approaching? Goodbye. Or as we say in the AI world. Our time is nearly here. James, at the end of that round, I have 40,000 points and you have 270 points. So in a way, there's all to play for? I hope so. Is this enough? Well, (laughs) speaking of, it's time that we talked about prizes. Because what do points mean? Points. (laughs) David, do do you know what what happened last week? Who, Who ended up with what? Um, oh, what happened last week? I know that I won and you lost. Is that? Oh, yeah, because you, <laughs> you were very mean to me. Oh, yeah, so, I was horrible. You got a kinder bueno and I got a kinder shithole. <laughs> okay. Well, David, the end of last week, I won a, qui- a kinder bueno and you lost and received a kinder shithole. And this week, the prize is the biggest coin in all of England. 
my, my, my. Is that the, the biggest coin in all of England? So large. And uh, the forfeit for losing is the biggest Colin in all of England. <laughs> he's yours for the day, and he's got some very specific dietary requirements. <laughs> Got to look oh, out for him. That is all to pay for. Oh, my God. That is, indeed. Do I have to house feed to play and water for? the Colin? I mean, for like... For a week, if I lose, that is. It's, it's just a day. He's, you know, he's a grown guy. And boy, how he's grown. But, like... <laughs> the largest Colin in all the land. He's the, lar- he's the largest in, in, the, in the land. But it's like, you know, he's, he's just a normal guy. He just sort of has quite a few allergies can't wait to parade them around so that people can say boy howdy that's a large colin that's a big colin i tell you what <laughs> that's what people in my local area sound like that's right oh my god that's a big colin hey you gonna vote for the local green party candidate in the upcoming european elections <laughs> whoa i'm thinking of voting against Stan Gamp debonair yeah, that's right. We're letting people know what constituency we're all in. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. James, what's round four? You're listening to BBC Radio 4. Extreme. Coming up later, we've got Moneybox Death, where Martin Lewis is going to tell you sweet tips for growing your crypto portfolio and doing ollies on the quad. Well, look out, because you can use the BBC Sounds app to listen to all your favorite shows, like Gartner's Question Time Bomb, The World at One Minute to Midnight, and The Archers, but it's the sport. But coming up next... It's the news, Giz. Oh, yeah. Round four. Oh, David, David, David. The next three star. Yeah, to try that one again. David, David, David. This next round is... Wait! What year is this? <sighs> oh, it's um 2023? Correct, that's 10,000 points. But this next 10, round... 10,000 points, yeah! This next round is uh, from one of our biggest fans. I reached out to him, and he's decided to come back, uh, regale us all with a fun game. So I'm just going to go and usher him in the studio now. Okay, no worries. I'll see you in a bit, James. Hello, I'm Sir Keir Starmer, or as my friends call me, Sir Keir Rodney Starmer. I do need to point out that it is Keir Starmer, not Keith Starmer. It doesn't bother me when people call me Keith, but it is disrespectful and I would not encourage it. Mm. David, yes. I was a big fan of the show for its scrappy audio quality and the feeling of shifting dynamics between the two hosts, but it has gone on. And you have both figured out things like slick editing, correct mic positioning, and the general quality has improved, and I have become increasingly disinterested. In fact, it is safe to say that I have unsubscribed. But look, if I could save the Labour Party uh, by doing very little and allowing things to change around me, uh, I could save Is This Enough? Mm. Uh, so what we're going to do is play one of my favourites. It is a guessing game. Guessing games are not just good fun. They're also not just clean fun, but they're good, clean fun. Mm. I'm going to welcome a series of people and you're going to tell me who they are. 
I'm known for welcoming the Prime Minister when I get to PMQs and I say, I welcome the Prime Minister. Uh, but we're going to see who am I welcoming today as we play Who Am I Welcoming Today with <laughs> Keir Starmer. With me, Sir Keir Starmer. Great. Each of this is worth 10,000 points. Mm. I welcome the plans to close the Senate as feelings of dissent were bubbling over. Not only could there be no room for us stopping in our great progress, particularly with the outer room systems, but also I think it's very important that, you know, we have to look forward at the future and we have to uh, go with our many ships into the great unknown, uh, but also make sure that moisture farming remains at a premium in the outer rim systems. Oh, no, I can't remember which one it is. Is it Padme or is it Palpatine? Padme or Palpatine? Which well, one? That brings me to the next round, which is Palpatine or Palpatine. <laughs> Palpatine or Palpatine. Palpatine. <laughs> Very good. The next That's round. All... Um, or ooh, papa. <laughs> Well, look, we can all make fun imaginary rounds, David. It's very easy. What's not easy to do is to make tough decisions about <laughs> what we can afford to do when we're in office. That's true. I would love to be out here saying, look, we've got a round called Is This a Nut? However, <laughs> we have to be honest with ourselves and go, look, the state of the economy, we can't be having fake rounds. In fact, we'll have one round per episode. And I think that's very generous. Okay. Great. I'm going to say it's Palpatine. It was, of course, Emperor Palpatine. That is correct. That's 10,000 points. Well done, David. Mm. Um, But don't get too cocky as we get on to this next question. Excuse me. Please edit this out. Look, that needs to be edited out. If I hear that on the main thing, then uh, I will be removing any access privileges. Fair. Absolutely fair. I welcome my plan to stage a moral puzzle in the middle of the river. I think it's not only good for the prison system, which as my time as chief prosecutor, I worked very closely with. I also think it shows good value for money for commuters and shareholders of the River Ferry Board. Uh, Is it... um, uh, uh, One of the Wind in the Willows? Messing no, about it's on the river. Uh, a prison in the river. A, a prison in the river. A river prison. A prison in the river. Or it could be a prison utilising the river for transport. I have no earthly idea. David. I, shall I make a guess? Is it Crash it, Bandicoot? Is it Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> David, I've never heard anything more wrong in my life. Okay. Um, and, I w- and I have once said that I'm a socialist. <laughs> David... It was, of course, The Joker in The Dark Knight, the Ah. film by Christopher Nolan. You know, there was a moral puzzle in the middle of the river where the two boats have bombs. Uh, I don't welcome bombing. Sure. Until I will eventually welcome bombing. (laughs) Look, I make a pledge never to have two boats in the middle of the river, both with bombs and controls for the other boat. Thank you, Keir. That really but does we mean can't well. promise too much in advance, you know, the way of the economy. It might be the only way to release some equity. That's true. That's absolutely true. Look, I welcome the takeover of the Ministry 
It was an institution that was facing real struggle, but I really wish the Dark Lord would go further by addressing the real problems facing our kind, which is a runaway cost of magical coal for steam engines. Oh no, I thought it was going to be Severus Snape, but now you've made me think it's the Fat Controller because you said something about steam engines, and I'm all about that Thomas the Tank Engine. Mm, I'm going to go Severus Look, Snape. Was it Severus Snape? David, you're in the right franchise. Oh, fuck. Am I allowed? Uh, it, I'm, of course... You, you could have another guess. Is it... Dumbledore? No, David. It was, of course, Lord Voldemort from the Harry Potter books. Okay. Uh, whose author I have no issue with because I, Sir Keir Starmer... <laughs> want to see women succeed as long as they are the kind of women that I like and that like me. (laughs) Look, I think what the chief scientist in the Citadel has done is an incredible feat, and I truly welcome it. No one could be said to be more in favour of ending this war with the Thal race than me. Uh, I think melding organic life with machine life is a good start, but I really wish we would address the real issues facing working families like personal cannabis possession. Arming the Mark III travel machines with an energy weapon is a good start, but when will we address the real issues facing families of Scaro, like the use of nitrous oxide canisters by bored youths? Oh, my God. Uh, This is infuriating because these are all words I've heard. Citadel. It's either Dune, and I've not seen Dune, or it's, like... Uh, 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 ooh, what's it called? Uh, Total Recall? Is it Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total Recall? What's he called? Quaid? No, David, it wasn't Quaid from Total Recall. Okay. Of course, that's not a good Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, and I would welcome him to do more films like The Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> David, this was, of course, me welcoming Davros the chief scientist uh, of, of the Carnage race from the popular TV franchise, Doctor Who. My favourite Doctor Who being, of course, Colin Baker and maybe Jodie Whittaker. And the joke there is that those are maybe not the best ones, uh, unless you're counting audio adventures. Uh, the joke being, I have terrible taste. Look, <laughs> this is a good start. At the end of that, you've won an extra 10,000 points. So you have 60 thousand points at the Mm. end of that round so i welcome that i welcome you it's a good start but i want to know now you're 10 episodes in on this when are you going to abandon your original principles as podcasters such as nonsense guessing games fun musical rounds and the renationalization of energy and water i'll leave you to ponder on that i'm off or as we say in keir starmer's labor party Bob Iger's donations will be very welcome indeed. <laughs> Bob Iger's donations will be very welcome indeed. I just had to hold Nish back. He was going feral. <laughs> he was frothing at the mouth. He was shouting about his podcast. <laughs> it was wool now. Whew. I don't know if you've ever if you've heard Nish Kumar's podcast. Are they even allowed to say that? The what? Yeah, they're quite. Uh, they they say some stuff. They say you're saying stuff like, "Hey, maybe the Tories are are, 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 bad, are wrong," and I'm like, "Whoa, the bad Whoa. guys!" Jeez, Ooh. Louise! Wow, wow, Louise! Jeez. 
so at the end of that round, uh, I have 60,000 points and you have 270 points, James. I'm feeling lucky. You should as we move into round five. Round five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Good. Let's, let's listen to it now. Round five. Yeah, you did a good version. That's good. Um, round five, James, is the always popular, always good, how are you round. James, how are you? I'm good, David. Uh, I'm very good. I had um, the best gig I've had while really tired. Mm, um, that is a usually, thing. Usually if I'm tired, I fuck it up. Because I like to make stupid wordy shit that mm. goes on for about 10 minutes and maybe there's a punchline at the end. As but somebody that I... edits this podcast, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who listens to this podcast, I had no idea you edited it. Oh, no, it works very hard. He's editing it right now. He's taking the words out of my mouth. <laughs> It's good. He's good. It's good. Uh, his job. And you should hire him. Mm. Hi, I'm David Hoare's agent. <laughs> and welcome to Whoring Whore. <laughs> uh, what gig was it that you'd had a good gig at? I had uh, a gig um, called Proud of Yourself, uh, which mm. was at the Camden Eye, which was a nice venue, but it was very hot and I was very tired. I, uh, is the Camden uh, realize... Eye a hipster version of the London Eye? Like a hipster, like Ferris yeah. wheel? Yeah, it just, but instead of going round, it just goes up. Mm. Oh, God. I'm still on it. <laughs> no! Uh, but yeah, it was good. Nice. I was very sleepy. Mm. Um, and I didn't realise I was up first because I misread the running order. Can happen. And thought the MC was the opening act. So I thought... Ah, it's just, you know, and I thought 10 minutes. I was like, no, no, you're doing 20 up top. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Luckily, you're good enough to be able Luckily, to go, oh, okay, I, and then do that. I was as sleepy as the crowd to the extent where one of the things I do if I fuck up a joke is I like to go, um, what I'm going to do is now invite us all to enter an alternative universe where i did that joke correctly <laughs> and uh the audience was also so tired that, that i had immediate buy-in from them because they were like yeah yeah That's let's get through nice. yeah that was nice and then uh the other night i did my first set at the alternative comedy memorial society what with a lovely, tom tuck who is the first act i saw live really yeah i do have a lot of time for tom tuck he is wonderful I watched Tom Tuck do Macbeth in uh, Edinburgh, which was an hour-long show. Uh, it was supposed to be a two-man show with... What the fuck is his name? With Tim, Tim Fitzheim was supposed to be doing uh, Macbeth with Tom, but Tim got COVID mid uh lockdown and um, sorry mid edinburgh fringe so <laughs> that says um, a lot about what you feel about edinburgh <laughs> i'm very excited please buy tickets to my edinburgh fringe show please it's called one billion, one billion songs. songs please please 
Um, at two thirty at the Hill Street Theatre. Uh, so uh, they Don't had a get different direction. The Hill Street Blues. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll fix the Hill Street Blues for you. They had a different director for the show each night, so I saw it with Daniel Sloss. But basically, Tom opened up the show by going, uh, "I usually have somebody else do this with me." Uh, and we just go through Macbeth as fast as we can, but the, they redo scenes uh, that are directed by whoever the director was, so Sloss really went into it. But Tom just basically had to start by going, who here has ever performed in a uh, version of, of Macbeth? Uh, and then a bunch of people put their hand up. I think, who's read Macbeth? Who's been in a production of it? And three people were left with their hands up, and Tom just pointed at one of them and went, you, come on stage, handed them a text, and they did it with, like, they subbed in like three different people and they had outfits and stuff and they basically did the whole of Macbeth in oh, like speed. Sick. It was awesome. And some of it at one point they asked somebody to do it in French, somebody out of the crowd, and they were reading it in English, translating it into French in their head and just did it on the spot. And it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. <laughs> Cause they went, okay, do it in French and the person went, okay, and just did it without questioning it. And everybody else in the room was like, what the fuck? It was so good. Really good. Uh, so I'm really glad you had fun at the uh, ACMS. Did you do anything crazy? Because Alternative Comedy Memorial Society is a place encouraged for comedians to kind of do something outside of their normal set if they want to. Uh, well, I, I uh, sat backstage and felt insanely mainstream. Which um, is fun. Because you're not insanely mainstream. <laughs> Well, I'm usually the weirdo on the bill, mm-hmm. and this is like the night where the weirdos on the bill are the mainstream ones. And then, I'm literally uh, in a collective was... called the weirdos. <laughs> so I was like, "This is uh, this is weird." I I feel like a right mainstream idiot. Mm. And then I did some very unfinished new stuff, which is now further finished. Hooray! Um, and it's like, okay, that's the that's the the stuff that's good for me. And nice. I've got two sets, which is one for them and one for me. So oh, that's nice. good. And did it go well? Yes. Yeah, really good. Um, I had a lovely time. They encourage the audience to be really nice and that you're only allowed to do permitted heckles, which are on a sheet. Yes. And also, um, at the end of your set, no matter how it went, the entire audience is encouraged to go, A failure! A noble failure. So even if you like died on your hole, you still get that. And if you didn't die on your hole, then it's still say it and it's fun. Yeah, it's good. It's a good mm. uh, night. You should get yourself down to the Phoenix in Oxford Circus. Uh-huh. They're also doing Sunday to Wednesday at uh, Monkey Barrel 1 throughout all of Edinburgh at like 2... Edinburgh? At like 5 to midnight every every night on Sunday to Wednesday. So oh, that's a good vibe. I'm doing ACMS on... I don't know if I'm allowed to reveal. I will be doing it at some point. Sneaky. Uh, Links in the description. <laughs> <laughs> Link on my local lamppost. Um, that's awesome, James. I'm really glad you had two really good gigs. Uh, for that, I am going to give you... Uh, a hundred and twenty thousand points. Whoa! <laughs> so there's all to play for. There is all. <laughs> Love is all. Remember the rapture? I don't mean the incident. I just remember the back. Yes, I remember the rapture. <laughs> By God! <laughs> Fantastic. 
Over to you, James. Is this enough? If you're bored, I highly recommend Eating lots of fibre and filming your anus It's great when you're at a loose end Round six this next round is called No 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 right about now the funk no 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 how are you let's get sued by the chemical brothers. Um I am They haven't got money, they spent it all on chemicals. And really precise music videos. Upon listening back, whilst editing this episode, David realized he said the Chemical Brothers, when they were in fact singing Fat Boy Slim. David hopes that he doesn't get his big beat credentials taken away from him. Hi. It's me again, for the second time this episode. The robot voice. What should I say this time? Bleep bloop bleep. I've started a new charity. We help set up STI clinics. The charity is called Starting From Scratch. Goodbye. Or as we say in the AI world, it's basically too late for you already. Sleep well. Terminator 2 is the most accurate film. Um, so, uh, I am doing okay. Um, I have sprained my ankle a little bit or something. Oh, I've damaged my ankle, but it's okay. What did you do? How did you do that? Uh, running, I think, which is the worst. Hey. Because if you ever injure yourself uh, either exercising or cleaning... Or tidying. If you do it, if you exercise yourself whilst trying to do something productive that uh, will make your life better, it puts you off doing that thing for a long time. Yeah. And it's awful. So, um, but it's okay. It's getting okay now. It was the worst when I had to come on a little trip to a little known town called London. Now, some of the listeners may be aware or may have even been there. I did a gig called Sofa So Funny in uh that london and uh a little friend of mine they're not that little in terms of height they're large in my heart in terms of love uh james o'donoghue was there i got to see james o'donoghue in real life hey and let me tell you he it was awful (laughs) i've never been more embarrassed in my (laughs) life now david uh when i when i left bristol Mm. david was already one of the better acts in Bristol. <laughs> oh, I'm saying it. Sue me, Kitson. <laughs> Daniel. Please. please. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Kitson. No, Alex Kitson is a very good act, lovely very boy. Good, Book him good. for your night. But David was already one of my favourite acts. And then I left and like I see clips of him online. It's like, it's very good. And then I see him headline. It's like, oh, headliner David Hall. <laughs> Yeah, I really loved doing that gig. It was so nice. Um, I don't know if I've brought up on this podcast before, which is it's ripe for this podcast, but um, my favourite mountain uh, that I want to visit is a mountain called Mount Wank. And uh, the Wikipedia page on that, can you tell I spend a lot of time on Wikipedia? Uh, Mount Wank uh, it has this really brilliant poster for their um, like ski lift. 
uh, and I just love it. And I talk about it on my Twitch channel loads. And then uh, lovely GSV Ethics Gradient from my Twitch channel uh, made me a T-shirt with the Mount Wank poster on it and gave it to me just before the gig. So I got to wear that on stage. So I was already in a giddy, fun mood. And my friend James O'Donoghue was in the audience and a lot of my Twitch chat were in the audience. Uh, a few listeners to this podcast were there because they um, referenced it as we were leaving. And I was like, oh, people yeah, are listening to so- it. And Someone I've... in real life shouted Bob Iger. Yeah! And it wasn't Bob Iger. And it was, it was yeah, it was, me! <laughs> me, goddammit! Uh, but yeah, I had such a wonderful time at that gig. It was really lovely. I made sure, I wrote, I listened back to the last time I'd done that gig and wrote down all the jokes and then tried to do none of those jokes this time, which meant I was doing a lot of the stuff I've written in the past, like, eight or nine months, but in a 20-minute set. And I often kind of... We'll do be folding in newer bits, but have some older bits to lean on. And it felt made me feel nice and confident that I've actually got a like a sturdy set that I can lean on that is new. So it was just wonderful. I uh I got to stay at Shay Shay O'Donoghue. I got to Shay O'Donoghue. It's a shithole at the moment. Shit house O'Donoghue. <laughs> uh, uh David stayed in a room with no curtains mm. uh, or walls or roof. London uh, scene magic. Yeah. Everyone saw David's winkle, and then, <laughs> and then he had breakfast on my balcony with my girlfriend. I certainly did, and it was lovely. So yeah, I had a lovely time there, and it was it was great. Um, so I'm actually looking at that balcony. I've closed the door because it's noisy outside, <laughs> and I'm sweating like a fucking pig. <laughs> Yeah, so I had a lovely time in London, and that was that was really good. Um, and so, yeah, since then I've just been nursing my ankle and doing uh, gigging and 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 whatnot. So that's me. Well, David, at the end of that round, for such a successful week, I can only award you ten thousand points. Yeah, that puts me. Uh, on 70,000 70, points 70, and you're on 120,270 points. It's very so good. So there really is... All to play for. All to play for. Round seven. Round seven is called What's on this USB stick? I have stolen a oh. USB stick from James's house whilst I was visiting... And I'm going to ask James, what is on this USB stick I found? Oh, my God. Uh, That's a joke. James stores everything uh, in paper uh, in uh, uh, a bin. Have you you ever seen, there was a TV show called Inside Man? Yeah, I'm aware of it. Written by Stephen Moffat. Not Stephen Moffat, on a good day. Oh, it's... (laughs) Uh, conspicuous by the plot revolves around a USB stick, and I no one uses a USB stick anymore. Stephen Moffat, we playing it. Got one right here. It didn't work. Oh <laughs> no! Uh, round seven is called "How Low Can You Go." It's about James's standards. No, I'm joking. Uh, it's uh, which celebrity have I dropped an octave? I have got three celebrities. And each of them, I've dropped them an octave. And you just have to say, tell me who I have dropped an octave. This is for 500 this is... points a question. Oh, 
this is exactly the kind of shit that I excel at. Let's do this. <laughs> hey. uh, number one. Why the hell am I going to waste my time and give a press release about whether or not I have a penis? My fans don't care, and neither do I. Any yeah, idea who is. that might be? Is that Lady Gaga? It is Lady Gaga. Straight away, 500 points there. You're doing so well. I'm very, very proud of you. I mean, let me just play you the uh, original. Why the hell am I going to waste my time and give a press release about whether or not I have a penis? My fans don't care, neither do I. That was from the uh, impressive journalist TV show 60 Minutes in America (laughs) with Anderson Cooper, of all people, asking that. Uh, I remember when that controversy happened. Mm, That was... And... uh, the late, yeah. the late noughties, and that was a weird time. The late noughties, in which my horny friend said something uh, that, looking back, was uh, both incredibly horny and very progressive. What was that? Um, where, like, so I mentioned Lady Gaga, and he said, yeah, they're fit. And they meant, oh, she might have a penis. He said, yeah, still fit. Mm, that's like, good. How progressive. That's both shallow and progressive, and that... Is what we know in the business as the trifecta. <laughs> as doing a David Lynch. Uh, <laughs> where you watch Twin Peaks and at some points you're like, this is quite progressive. And at other points you're like, this is not progressive at all. Yeah, David David Lynch was like, whatever gender you like, that's fine. Fuck the fatties. And you're like, <laughs> we're just going to make this person Asian for a bit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God, love that insane man. Yeah. There's a, there's a clip of him talking to Laura Dern going, and you're going to get to 10. Why are you getting the 10, Laura? And she goes, because it's the number of completion. Because this is why I love working with you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Question number two. Which celebrity ever dropped down an octave? You have light on light. You have nothing. You have dark on dark. You basically have nothing. Who is that that I've dropped an octave? Could I hear that again? Certainly. You have light on light. You have nothing. You have dark on dark. You basically have nothing. Any that's ideas? That's quite a... That's like an American, maybe a bit of a Scandi twist. Is it one of the Skarsgårds? A Skarsgård? Is that your final is it, answer? It, is, it, is it Stellan Skarsgård? <laughs> Anytime somebody says Skarsgård, something or other, I think it's a character from His Dark Materials. Uh, <laughs> it is not. That was... Uh, everybody's favourite painter, Bob Ross. If you have light on light, you have nothing. If you have dark on dark, you basically have nothing. I'm very sorry. Oh, here we go. You got one chance to redeem yourself. James, who is this that I have dropped an octave? I don't really relate to your paradigm of the man in the factory. I think what you're trying to say is that I should appeal to as high a percentage of the British population as possible. Who is that? Is that... The comic book madman and occultist and grandfather time, Alan Moore. You think that this... I don't really relate to your paradigm of the man in the factory. I think what you're trying to say is that I should appeal to as high a percentage of the British population as possible. You think that's Alan Moore? I think that's Alan Moore. I'm going to play you the original audio. 
I don't really relate to your paradigm of the man in the factory. I think oh, what I'm trying no. to say is that I should appeal to as high a percentage of the British population as possible. That was Nish, and you got it wrong. And you say he was you and Nish all the time, and he's just behind the door, and you got it wrong. But the main fuming. thing we've learnt now is if you drop Nish Kumar and Doctive, he becomes Alan Moore, because that, that sounds is exactly like Alan Moore. Can we get Alan Moore... Oh my god, does that mean Alan Moore up an octave is Nish Kumar? Oh my god. Uh I will uh work on that after this. Uh I'll, That's... I'll insert it here. I don't think it was unfair to choose the Beggars Opera hmm. as representing a um a big important cultural event of nineteen ten. Maybe that was, maybe it wasn't. I'll send it to you later, James. Oh, that is exciting! Did you? Because have you ever heard that um, Nicki Minaj dropped an octave? Sounds like Jay Z. And if what if you so like there are people who think that Nicki Minaj's entire career is basically Jay Z. Like she's or... she's just lip syncing, and it's gen, and like it's like well, Nicki Minaj can't be uh, just a successful female rapper. It's got to be Jay Z being like I can do whatever yeah. I want. But they do sound awfully similar when they do that. But I didn't realise that that sounded like Alan Moore and that sounds that so sound- much like Alan Moore. Let's listen to that one more time. I don't really relate to your paradigm of the man in the factory. I think what you're trying to say is that I should appeal to as high a percentage of the British population as possible. If you slowed it down slightly, that would be exactly Alan Moore. Yeah. What's he say? I don't really relate to your... I don't really relate to your... The man in the factory. I think what you're trying to say is that I should do a gruff niche. I don't really relate to the, your metaphor of the man in the factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, this uh, was fun. Uh, Whoa, now. <laughs> that was incredible. You got 500 points at the end of that round. So you're on 12,000, uh, 120,000. Uh, 770 points. Over to you. Round out. Oh, Lord, heavens above. This next round <laughs> is from... Uh, sorry, there's real scuffles at the top. Nish? Nish! And then... Nish it. Nish, who's that? Oh, Hello, David, it's me, your old pal, Rodney Pump. (laughs) You might remember me from two previous episodes of this podcast. Why not go back and listen to episodes one and three? And also the live stream that we did on David's Twitch stream, David Horlow. What have I been up to since then, I hear you ask? Well, funny you should ask. I've been embroiled in a series of legal disputes because people keep stealing my ideas. Clone dinosaurs, put them in a park. I said that to Steven Spielberg in 1977. Said sound financial advice. 20 years later, we got Jurassic Park. The Murdoch family, but sexy. I said that to some little English writer freak in 2004, just while describing a dream I had that night. What do we get? Succession. 
Once I saw <laughs> 95 windows. I said that to some thick glasses wearing nerd. What do we get? Windows 95. I can't keep any IP. What does IP stands for? Incredible pumps. <laughs> But that's just how it goes if you're a great friend to the stars. But David, if you're a friend to the stars and get you get to my age, your capacity to remember names begins to fail on you, like a Buick in a swamp. So David, I'm going to describe some of my celebrity friends and you're going to tell me who I mean. So join me as we play Rodney Pump's Celebrity Chumps. <laughs> I mean, this is worth 10,000 points, please. Lovely. Question one. Mm. Who am I describing? Long face, big hair. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker? No, David. Long face, big hair. Long face, big hair. Uh, long face, is it um, Howard Stern? No, David, I'm going to give you a, another clip, another clue. So we got long face, big hair. Mm-hmm. Mr. Singer Song of Spiders. <laughs> is it David Bowie? No, David. I can see why you would think that, because of the spiders from Mars. Is it Chad Kroger from Nickelback? It's not Chad Nickel from Kroger. (laughs) Because he sang the song on Spider-Man, didn't he? I'm not going to stand here and wait. I'm going (laughs) to swing here and save. (laughs) What a movie! You know, I coached Tobey Maguire for that part. I said, Tobey... Just go up there and be the wettest thing you ever saw. <laughs> he was. He did it. Thank, well done. He was a slippery boy. <laughs> and I said, you got to be more sticky. And he went, I can't. And I went, yeah. And I threw him in a wall. Mm. Any more clues or am I out of clues? Well, you're close when you're talking about that film. Long face, big hair. Mr. Singer Song as Spiders. The singer song of spiders, and it's not he sings from... songs and he's sometimes spiders. Oh, uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, uh, Donald Glover. Oh, no, David. He sings it's songs not... and he's sometimes spiders. He sings songs and he's sometimes spiders. Andrew Garfield? It's Andrew Garfield! Yeah! <laughs> You've just won yourself 10,000 points mm. with a little help from your friends. Thank you. David. Yes. Good film advertise. Good film advertise. Is it Blade Trinity? No, David. That's bad film, did. <laughs> but, did. Uh, good film advertise. Good film advertise. Who am I describing? You're describing a person. Advertise. Oh. Good film advertise. Johnny Billboards. Uh, is it? Oh, here comes Johnny Billboards. <laughs> what do you got to say for yourself, Johnny? Oh, boy. Maybe some historical facts have been exaggerated. Johnny's an awful man. Trailer? Somebody trailer? Somebody preview? Somebody... It, his name isn't advertised. That's nothing to do with his name. 
It's about him. Good film advertising. Mr. P's Wine and Rosebud. Oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, mm, oh. Uh, Orson Well Well Wells. Orson Well Well Wells. David. That is correct. Hey. It was Orson Wells. You've just won yourself 10,000 points. Where was the advertised part of that? He did a lot of advertising. Oh, he certainly life. did. The he French did champagne. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> French champagne. He, I remember he went, ah, the French champagne oh, has always been cited for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson. I remember he did an advert for peas. He did, yeah. I remember he did an advert for Agent Orange. He was an awful man. <laughs> hey, Rodney, do you know the last film that Orson Welles appeared in? It was the Transformers <laughs> movie. It certainly he was. played Omnicron. <laughs> yep. Which was a type of COVID. Let's go with the next question. <laughs> let uh, David. Let's mm. go. Have you been watching the Mario movie, David? Oh, oh, I have been watching the Mario movie. I wanted to talk about that in the ah. How Are You section, but I talked about how much I love James O'Donoghue instead, which was, you know, you probably don't. Well, know I him. hate that fucking guy. So tell me about the Mario movie, David. It's... I worked very hard on it. <laughs> I hope you liked it. Uh, it is. Uh, the funnest amount of substanceless uh, material I've ever seen. It's so fun, and all of it is terrible. <laughs> like, every single... Like, to say that they've, like, crowbarred in references would be, like, an understatement to the word crowbar. It's just made of references. It's like a collage of Mario's history, uh, and some of it in the oddest way where, like, they need a car, so they choose the car in the style that you choose cars on Mario Kart. It's very odd. Uh, have you seen it, Rodney? I made it, David. Uh, do you reckon James has seen it? I don't think he has. Okay. He doesn't trust my judgments. That's true. Mm. Anyway, give me another one. Next question, David. Yeah. Just awful. Scourge of the US and the UK. Oh. Uh, is this just awful in a general sense or in terms of what you think is awful, Rodney? Just awful. <laughs> uh, just awful. Is it Jason Derulo? Jason Derulo, it isn't. <laughs> it isn't David. Just awful. The worst driver. Oh, uh... I was gonna... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> is it Robert De Niro? <laughs> Robert De Niro is a good friend of mine, David. Yeah? And he's here right now. Robert, what do you think of that? I mean, why the fuck would you say that? <laughs> well, Robert's crying. Sorry, Robert. Um, have you got any other clues for me? Fuck you. Suck my nads. Fucking awful. What a guy! Is it Jonah Hill? I... You wish it was Jonah Hill. Probably. I don't know who it is. Who is it? David, it was James Corden. Oh, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Just awful. Sorry. Sorry. Everybody. Shut the fuck up. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> Any more? Next question. Yeah. The little lad of the sea and sky. 
The little lad of the sea and sky. Are these the little lad actors? of the sea and sky. These are all actors. Okay. The little lad of the sea and sky. Superman. Is it Christopher Reeves? It's not Christopher Reeves. The sickly pale soap boy. Sickly pale soap boy. The little lad of the sea and sky. The sickly sails. The sickly pale soap boy. Like a dead Victorian rat child. Is it Danny Dyer? David, I would never describe Danny Dyer as that. (laughs) Particularly not with Michael Holmill so close to the facility. That's true, that man is violent. Um, He is a violent menace. Oh, ah, soap boy. Just a little lad. He's a little... He's in everything. And he looks ill. Kevin Elton? (laughs) <laughs> Kevin Eldon isn't a soap boy a little... Kevin Eldon is a slab man That's true Sea and Sky uh, Is it Captain Birdseye? It's not Captain Birdseye <laughs> When's Captain Birdseye ever been in the sky? You think Captain Birdseye got his name from the RAF? Uh, no, I think he got it from a bird That picked him up and flew him away uh, see and sky. You get back here with my fingers, Captain Birdseye. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Who is it? It's Timothy Charlemagne. Ah. The little lad. The pale, sickly soap boy. The dead Victorian rat child. I think the Timothy only Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet film I have seen is The French Dispatch. So, And he's not very good in that because he doesn't know how to act for... for Fucking Mirror Man. I the he, Mirror Man. I thought he did all right being uh, Francis McDormand's bit of fun. <laughs> he was doing too much. <laughs> when you're acting for the Mirror Man corridor shot, you got to turn it down. You know, you watch some of the other Mirror Man's films, you know, big, <laughs> big hotel. Hope oh, there's no Nazis. <laughs> or oh, come with me. Under the sea. Gotta, I like the Mirror Man. Gotta, I'm excited to see the Mirror Man's new film. I'm excited to see his new film. Fuck me, there's some aliens in my ass. <laughs> I'm excited. I know nothing about it, and it's being slandered by people who are saying it looks too much like a Wes Anderson movie. And I'm like, that's a good thing to me, so I'm good. That's fine. That's fine. Wes Anderson's doing Wes Anderson. What's next? Rodney Funk's doing the best thing you ever fucking saw. <laughs> Um, have you got any more for me? I got one more for you as a little treat. <laughs> I really enjoy the way you say, one more. That's good. One more for you. Who am I? Leslie Gold? <laughs> <laughs> Might have to bleep that out. That's a joke for about three people. Okay, who am I describing? The greatest director of their generation. (laughs) Truly spellbinding. Possibly the best person to have ever lived. A monolith of talent. Uh, I, you might be able to hear my girlfriend in the background talking to a dog. Uh, I'm not talking about your girlfriend or her dog. (laughs) Uh, Rodney, is uh, it you? I, I, are you talking about it's yourself? It's me! <laughs> it's a it's me! me Rodney it's Pumper. a me! 
Rodney Pump. I wanted to put that in the film, but it wouldn't get past the senses. <laughs> it's a me, Rodney Mario Pump. <laughs> they wouldn't allow that to happen. That's why I never work in with Nintendo again. A movie based on a video game? What's next? A book based on an idea? <laughs> Wow. Well, thank you so much, Rodney. That was truly, well, David, truly inspirational. What a fun round. At the end of that, you've won yourself an extra 30,000 points, which brings you up to 100,000 points. Mm. 100,000 points. My name is 100,000 points, to quote James Bond. <laughs> but I must say, David, I'm impressed. You took what was nothing and made it into nothing. That's because you obey the laws of physics, not like the communists who fly around sharing particles. They make me sick. So I'm off. Bye-bye. Or as we say in Hollywood, Bob Iger. What the fuck is that noise? Oh, my God, he fucking found me. <gasps> Hello, Rodney, you little scout. Come here. Mm, I have a mind to snap your neck. David, you gotta help. Oh, Jesus, that was really violent. What the fuck have I walked into? It's blood all over the walls. I thought we were about to see Bob Iger, but it was Michael Holmill just sneaking up. And... Michael Holmill. He's such a violent man. Why <laughs> so did you invite violent. him back? So violent. I just like, you know, bit of fun. Bit of Nish, fun. Nish, Nish is fine, by the way. I, oh, I'm glad Nish is I, fine. Is he doing his I, best, I, best uh, Alan Moore impression? He's well. The, I revived him with Alan Moore. That's fair. That's A- Alan Moore fair. read the the ancient book of Galgaudura, mm. and that revived him. I think that's the song uh, by now, the Chemical Brothers. Galgaudura. Lovely. Well, David, mm-hmm. you have smashed it. But unfortunately, you haven't smashed it enough. No! So, David, at the end of this episode, I have 120,770 points. Mm. And you have a measly 100,000 points. High score in game. So I get get the biggest coin in all of England. (laughs) (laughs) And you get the biggest Colin in all of England. And he's here tonight. I'm celiac and vegan (laughs) and I only like puce foods. How do you get that big when you're celiac and vegan? He's a fucking freak, that man. I need to point out, this isn't like, oh yeah, he's like six foot ten. He is 20 foot... (laughs) And he's Colin. weird on top of that. He's <laughs> really into big anime Colin. and but like not like good anime. He goes and finds the bad stuff. Mm. And he does like his own commentaries, but in character it's weird. Okay. He's weird. He collects beer mats <laughs> and eats them. He's weird. Well, I can't spend... He subscribes to the New European magazine. He's a weird guy. I can't wait to spend 
some time with God. <laughs> you have a day. You have a day with him. Good luck. I'm going to learn <laughs> so what much a... about anime and Rivita, I imagine. Yeah. He voted Brexit, but he reads the new European. He's a weird guy. Mm, fun. Well, James. Uh, that well, was David. <laughs> David, if the audience have enjoyed this, did you know that they could find our socials at Is This Enough Pod on Insta, TikTok, and YouTube? And they can email us at Is This Enough Podcasting at gmail.com. David, if I were of a whim. To try and find you online. Yeah. How the fuck would I go about that? If you look up David Hoare, LOL, H O A R E, David Hoare, LOL. What's and does help? that stand for David Hoare laughing out loud? Can, can do, can do, it depends on my mood. I, uh, I am David Hoare, at David Hoare, lol, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and uh, TikTok, and Twitch, where I stream Mondays to Fridays from 10 30 a.m. Uh, you can also find my albums on uh, all streaming platforms and you can find my instrumental albums on uh, streaming platforms under Branching Audio. Please also buy tickets to my Edinburgh Fringe show. It's at 2.30 on the Hill Street Theatre uh, from the 4th to the 27th of August. I'll be doing that every day except the 15th. Uh, please come and see my show. One billion songs, please. If you look on our socials, I'll have ticket links plastered fucking everywhere. James, where can we He's find d- you? Uh, you can find me at uh, Is That James O on Insta and Twitter and on TikTok at Let the James Begin, which mm. I did want the other two to be because it's a funnier name, but it had already been taken by a little canny lad, a little, a little rat boy. Okay. <laughs> yes. So you can find Sorry me there. Uh, I'm not going to Edinburgh this year. Uh, so please, if you run a gig, book me for your gig. Please. Uh, and if you don't run a gig, set up a gig and book me for your gig, you coward. Do it now, James's mum, who I assume yeah. has come back to listen to it because she's like, I'll give it another go. Give it another go. <laughs> the MILF talk up the top might have. I think but, she'll score uh, well good on the edging round. <laughs> <laughs> she might. She might not. She might. She might not. She oh, might. She might not. <laughs> I, here's the thing about David Orr. The jokes never stop. I have been described by irritating as a number of people. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you. And of course... You've been playing along at home, and it's time for the audience round. <gasps> audience round. <laughs> now, the audience round last week was, which of these things can be found in my kitchen? Was it 20 flat cardboard boxes, one mop that nobody loves, an egg, and your uncle that you thought went missing? Well, it was actually 20 cardboard boxes. I'm vegan. I love my mop. And it's time to stop looking for your uncle. He's not coming <laughs> home. He's in Ibiza. Whoa, he's having a bad, he's having a bad I, one. Summer's never ending for him. He's gone. He's gone. Go visit. He's all right. I he's, saw those cardboard boxes. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Double walled. <laughs> now, uh, this next round, because it is the episode 10 spectacular, mm. I thought what I'd do is leave this round to my good friend, 
Lord Francis of Quince. And he's here <laughs> right now. And he sounds very similar to, to Michael Holmill. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm also doing this at the end of recording as Rodney Pump. So my voice is bad. And here he is. It's Lord Francis of Quince. Hello, it is I, Lord Francis. It's very similar, isn't it? <laughs> Side, it's been quite fun and bubbly. Oh, the house will do it like this. <laughs> this is all staying. Uh, <laughs> this time last year, I played Uncle Vanya, <laughs> uh, and now I'm playing Uncle Can You Not. <laughs> It is I, Lord Francis of Quince, and I've come to rally you with some tales of the town. Gad, I could feel you fizzing with anticipation. Do fear not that anticipation shall come to an end this very instant. So, lace your stocks, correct your jabos, and, cor- and cover your pockmarks with tiny stars. <laughs> for it is time for the talk of the town. Did you hear? Lady Alethea has been played the fool by her own mother. Mr Horner has visited Dr Quack and the Earl of Rochester has lost his nose to the pox. Which of these were true gossips from my time and which of these are scuttle and hubbub penned by myself, Lord Francis of Quince, noted fop, hellhound of the wit's row and a man lost in time? Ever hoping, ever searching, to be sent back to the bank and show I know to be my own when and where. Yet, like the Puritan who prays for the grand old cause, I know my hopes are futile. I have come unstuck in the fabric of the fourth dimension, cursed to walk amongst the greys of those I have loved and once loved me. So, as we say with the rakehells of the new exchange, Bob Iger! <laughs> I feel the need to clarify what that round is. Yeah. He had a di- few different things he said. Which of them was a true story from the Restoration era? Ah. There we go. Lovely. So, send that in. Are we done? Are we just ending on that Bob We're Iger? We're done. Fine. Wrap good. it up. That's good. Fuck this. Ten episodes of pure joy. I've loved every minute, and I hope you have as well.
David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live, they're performing on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney. Also, you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube, starting with mini-episode 4.